You're listening to the Cornerstone Word of Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this teaching from Pastor Mark. For more information on our church, please visit cwol.org. What are these three? Well, they are faith, hope, and love. But the way the Lord gave it to me is living faith, hope lives, and evolution. And yes, we're going to revisit some things as we go that we have um, kind of branded ourselves as a church over because I believe that we're living in a time and as we come to the end of 2021 and head into 2022, I believe those are going to be the foundation, the building blocks off of which you and I go forward. So it's important that you have a living faith. It's important that you have a living faith. You don't need need a faith that's dead. You can't have really a faith that's dead. But I think some people, faith to them is something they do on Sunday mornings. Faith is something they set aside. You know, you don't have a holy life, a sacred life, and a secular life. You've got one life. And so, and then, you know, so many years ago when I started the church and it was very strong in me and I say it a lot, but I, cause it was so, the Lord just kind of seared this on my heart. And when he said to me, he said, don't teach your people, don't teach the people of the church. And he didn't call them, he called them, he said, don't teach your people how to have faith projects, teach them to live by faith. The problem with the faith project is when something comes, how many of you know stuff has come? Y'all alive and been alive the last 18 months. How many know stuff comes? And you always don't have control over it. You know, I know like even with the pandemic stuff, a lot of people say, well, why doesn't God just remove it? He could, but you know, in so many ways, um, he's, he rarely does stuff like that because, but your individual faith can cause you to overcome in every area. So whether you, you know, what you need to do, you need to keep things off of you. But even if they get to you, um, like maybe you zigged when you should have zagged. But if it happens, you got to learn how to resist. Believe that you receive and overcome. Amen. What is that? That's living by faith. So I just want to remind you of the scriptures. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Everybody say, say that. Say the just shall live by faith. And you can find that in Romans 1.17, Galatians 3.11, and Hebrews 10.38. It's interesting that in the New Testament, when you have those three of a strong witness together, it's really, really important. And then Habakkuk prophesied forward, which gives us even some more insight. And I like the way um, Habakkuk 2.4 says, it says, the just shall do what? Live by, and then it includes his faith. And so that means um, twofold, I believe. Thank God that we've all been given the measure of faith. Every person on planet earth has the ability to believe. You've got the measure of faith. I believe, uh, we're gonna look at another scripture before we get going, but that tells me that it's important, it's your faith. And you're gonna have to live by it. And I said this before, faith is like a muscle. And so if you go to lift a heavy object and you've never lifted an object, you know, like um, I go to the gym and I was going about five days a week. And so I get on the elliptical and right in front of me are all the bench presses and all the little things that they do. Bless their hearts. And so I, I, I get my cardio going and I watch them. And, and yet, you know, the truth of the matter is, though, if I needed to move something, I've never prepared. I am starting to do some machines. But, but the truth is, I've never done that. So I can't lift 300 pounds, but I know some people in our church that can, but why? Because they've, I have the same muscles as they do. Mine are just buried. 
They're buried deep within. But isn't it true? If you've never exercised, if you've never lifted that, if you've never resisted, then when you need to resist something big. Listen, I've watched people in the middle of a storm come in, even in our healing school, receive faith, get a miracle. But that is um, an exception, not the rule. If somebody's having trouble, I'd get them in. I'd believe God with them. But it's hard to build a house in the middle of a hurricane. That's why you right now, with everything that's going on, I want to remind you, the Holy Ghost wants to remind you, the just shall live by his faith. And so you and I have got to exercise our faith. Then let me give this one to you, Galatians 2.20. How the Amplified Classic says, I have been crucified with Christ. In him have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live. It is no longer I who live. But what? It's Christ, the Messiah, that lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, the life I now live. Come on, are y'all alive? But as a born-again believer, the life you and I are now supposed to live is what? I live by faith. I live by faith, by adherence to, reliance on, and complete trust in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So after you got born again, good, yeah, you're going to heaven. Yeah, good, all this is available. The promises of God are yes and amen. But in order to obtain them, you've got to live by your faith. You have the measure of faith. It's like a muscle. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God. Everybody say, the life I live. The life I live, I live by faith in the Son of God. And that faith is in you. He lives in you. Amen? Are are you excited about that? Well, so I want to talk to you about what is living faith. Um, I'm going to talk about living faith every day. And I've never done something quite like this before. So y'all believe in God with me? Hallelujah. So number one, I want to tell you, how many of you want to please the Lord every day? I'm grateful you come please him on Sunday and you lift your hands and you worship. And it's good to see a great number of you in here today. Hallelujah. And so um, it's good. And, and yet the Bible says this, without faith, Hebrews eleven six. y'all can quote these. Without faith, it's in, how I many know it's not possible to please God unless you walk by faith. Come on, you're pleasing him today, but do you want to please him on Monday? Do you want to please him on Tuesday? How about Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday while you're watching football, while you're not watching football, whatever you're doing, pleasing him every day. Again, I know this is probably not obtaining to you, but you and I know people that God is for Sunday mornings. Not included on Monday mornings. They really live a separate life. They They know they're supposed to go to church. They do. But you see, the hour you've come to, you can no longer live that way. Not if you want to make it. Not if you want to make it and make it, you know, have a good life. Because obstacles are going to, they've always come. But as the end of times comes, they're going to come quicker. Pastor Mark, is there something coming behind this? Yes. Well, don't, don't prophesy that. I don't have to. I can read my Bible. But it doesn't have to come near me doesn't have to come near you. And so we just need to shore things up. Amen. How many of you want to please God? So what are we making our determination? 
without faith, it's impossible to please him. So I'm going to walk by faith every day. Now, a lot of you are already doing this. So this is going to be a review to do for you today. And when you leave, you should kind of be having a bounce in your step. Because you'll be like, I've been doing that. Hallelujah. All right. And so I want to encourage those, even me as I was doing this. How many know I gotta, I, it's got to go t- through me to get to you? So I'll be like, oh, i got to fix that. Oh, i got to fix that. So there's some fixing in here. Not like I'm fixing to do something like we say in the South. But there's some fixings. There's some inventory to take. Amen. And so what a, an adjustment will help you. Amen. So without faith, it's impossible to please God. And then 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we're going to walk by faith and not by sight. You know that one? 2 Corinthians 5, 7. What is the walk of faith? The walk of faith is I walk by faith. And it's, now, I, don't get mad at me, but I hate the term blind faith. Well, I just took that at blind faith. There's no such thing as blind faith. What they're meaning is, I couldn't see anything in this realm, so I just stepped out. But really, if you're really in faith, you can see in the the realm of God. And and so it's not blind. I I can see what I see. I can see what God has said. And so it's not blind faith. It's, it's, I can see something. I can see the word of God. I have evidence. I'm stepping out on evidence. I'm just like Jesus told Peter to step out on the word come. And he did. So it's not blind faith, but really so many times we, even us, you can get to looking at things you see and elevate them above the things that are unseen that are more sure. Everything you see, your chair you're sitting on, everything you see was created from the unseen realm, which is more real. It was here first. And so we, but by, in order to walk by faith, you have to walk by faith, by looking at the unseen realm, by looking at the word of God, which is your evidence, and then not be moved by things that you do see. Because what you do see is temporary. What you cannot see from the word of God, from God's realm, is eternal. Amen. So if you're going to walk by faith, you have, to, you have to do it by walking in the word of God, and you can't be sight. Physical sense is driven. All right? So how do we make that practical? Well, um, every day, every day I'm going to walk by faith. So if if Monday I'm going to walk by faith, if Tuesday I'm going to walk by faith, if Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm I'm not just coming to church to um, just rev up my faith on Sunday and soothe my conscience. Now, I know that's not y'all, but but, uh, just help me out. I understand that that's not how you live, but I want to remind you and understand, don't fall into the trap because there are so many circumstances right now. There are so many things to hear. There are so many people yelling. There There are many voices right now. And, and if I were you, I'd be very selective in the voices that I'm listening to. I would implore you to shut off for a while. If you just do this, it'll change your whole attitude. If you just shut off everything except the word of God, anointed preaching and teaching of the word of God, let your eyes join us in 90 days as we read through the Psalms. That's what is that meant to do? It's meant to inspire you. It's meant to give you faith. Amen. If you just, well, Pastor Mark, I, I got to keep up. I got, somebody will let you know what's going on. Don't worry about it. Because they're all yapping about it. Amen. But if you really want to help them, you would focus on what God has to say right now. Amen. So um, how 
So if I'm going to walk by faith on Monday, let's go through the, I don't, you know, this is not do this, do this, do this, but this is just the kind of basics of faith. Um, if I'm going to walk by faith on Monday, uh, what, should I, what should I do on Monday to get faith? Romans 10, 17. If you haven't been here on Wednesday nights, uh, I invite, it's been, re- I'm going to say it, I'm preaching it, but it's been really, really good. And so you need to hear it if you haven't heard it yet. But faith comes by and hearing by the, just real quick, break this down. So then faith comes by hearing, that's physical hearing. Hearing is more, of, the second hearing is more of a spiritual hearing. It says by the word, that word, word there is rhema, not logos. It's rhema. Rhema means a, a, a specific word. It means um, it's, it's a, a word being enlightened. And then I'm going to stop just in case you weren't there on Wednesday nights. You can't have a rhema unless you know the logos. So don't, don't be off like, well, I need a word from the Lord. I need a prophecy. God, I need you to speak to me before I do anything. He's already spoken to you. It's in the logos. So from the logos, you can get a rhema. Amen. But it needs to be a rhema. It needs to be a spoken word. It needs to be a word that's been enlightened to you. It needs to be a word that's revealed to you. And so faith comes by hearing, hearing by the rhema of God. That word God is Christos. And that Christos means Jesus uh, Christ is not his last name. Christ is an explanation of who Jesus is. He's the anointed one. So faith comes by physical hearing first, but if that's all you do, if, if, uh, if you hear the word and it's just physical and you didn't do what Hebrews 4 says to mix faith with it as you hear it, then it's, not gonna, it's just going to do this. Let me say this. I, I can't get stuck here. But, but the, the truth is what I've watched a lot of people do in this time, and I've even uh, had to fight it myself, and I think I have done it myself. You cannot. How many know you're supposed to renew your mind? You're supposed to renew it? We all agree that. Is it an option? You have to renew it. How many of you know uh, my people perish because of a lack of? Now listen, though. You cannot believe God with knowledge and a renewed mind. That's called mental assent. Mental assent is not faith. You can't believe with your renewed mind. You can't believe with knowledge. Do you need knowledge? Got to have it. Because then you don't have anything to believe on. You can't believe with your renewed mind, although you must because your mind will fight against you if you don't. But faith is of the heart. That word heart is cardia. And so faith comes by hearing physically, but then it's got to have a, another hearing. I believe that's in the spirit realm. That's in, your, that's in your, your spirit, man. And as you hear that, it's got to be a rhema. It's got to be an illuminated word. It's got to be a spoken word that comes from the logos. Don't you ever belittle the logos. This was inspired by holy men of old. This is alive. It's a double-edged sword. Hallelujah. And then the Christos, the Christ. So right now, if, you, if I want faith on Monday, I may have to uh, uh, replay what Pastor Mark or Pastor Rhonda or, or Keith or um, Kenneth or Gloria or whoever, somebody. I need to hear anointed word. So maybe while you're getting ready, instead of listening to the news, maybe you should listen to the good news. Because if you want faith that day, you can, if you want faith that day, if you want faith that day, how many of music is good? But if you, but you need faith that day, are you going to walk by faith on Monday? So how does faith come? It comes by hearing. Oh, we're going to go all seventies on y'all. 
I'm going to get back to some 70s things. What I mean by they used to have little things of, uh, this was a little past where I came in, but they used to have those daily breads, and they, they'd put things on their refrigerator, and, and, and they'd have things written, and, in, in, you know, the ladies would take, um, you know, a lipstick and write scriptures on the mirror when they get ready, and, and everywhere in their car, they'd have things. And, and when you're driving and you're stuck up in 72, and you will be for a while, or you're trying to get on the arsenal, you got some time. So why not put some anointed word on? Because if faith comes by rhema, hearing by rhema, an anointed word, where are you going to get the anointed word? Well, mostly that comes from preaching and teaching. Listen to me. You're never going to be able to do without anointed preaching, teaching of the word of God. Well, I'll just get my own. I'll just read. No, um, you have to, there's a reason. If you look in, I don't have time. Romans 10, it goes back and, and it talks to you about the anointed preaching of the word of God, which will bring you faith. Yes, you can get faith by reading, but that's when you allow the Holy Ghost to inspire it to you. You can get faith by studying, but as you study, it can't just be knowledge. The Holy Ghost needs to inspire you. And he can do that. All right, we got to get moving. So faith comes by hearing, hearing by the rhema of the Christos. And then what else you got to do? Well, faith, all, if you're going to do this, then every day, maybe you ought to start out your morning or your noontime with saying something the word says about you. We're going to live by faith on Monday. We're not going to do this on a Sunday thing. Pastor Mark says, repeat after me. That's not the only time the word of God ought to be coming out your mouth. Amen. It says in Mark eleven twenty three that Jesus told us that uh, for uh, he said whoever shall say into this mountain, what you got to do? Say, be thou removed, cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he says shall come to pass. He'll have whatever he says. So there's a whole lot of saying in here. There's three times saying, one time believing. And so if we're going to walk by faith on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday, then our mouth has to be filled with the word of God. Our mouth, in Romans chapter 4, verse 17, when, Paul, uh, when we see Paul wrote by the Holy Ghost about Abraham, it says, he like God calls those things that be not as though they were. So all day long on Monday, you're speaking the word. You're calling the things that, you're not calling the things that are as they are not. Just a little thing. People say, well, I'm not sick in Jesus' name. Prove it. And they look at themselves. You're looking in the wrong place. What am I asking you for? Evidence. Well, I don't have any. Sure you do. Or you ought not be believing. What's your evidence? The word of God. What do you do with your evidence? You present it. What do you do with your evidence? You present it. In the court of law. And you have a high court. And the devil is trying. What does he want you to do right now? Be quiet. Talk what you see. Be a poly parrot of the radio programs or, or, of, the, or of the this or the TV or whatever. He, want, he wants you to get consumed with that. But instead, God needs you to be consumed with walking by faith and not by sight. How do I do that? I hear the word of God fresh every day. I speak the word of God fresh every day. So what else is faith? So faith comes by hearing. Faith, faith is released by saying. Faith is activated by doing. Everybody say, I'm a doer of the word. James chapter 2, verses 20 and 26 says, faith without corresponding actions. I know the King James says, uh, faith without works, but that's an unfortunate um, translation. But the, the real translation would be, faith without corresponding actions is dead. 
So faith that comes by hearing, but it's not talked, it's not said, it's not spoken, and it's not acted on is dead faith. And so every day then, I ought to be acting like the word of God is true. If I say it, I believe it, and then I'm acting on it every day. I'm acting on it on Monday. I'm acting on it on Tuesday. I'm not going to wait till next Sunday to activate my faith again. I'm doing it every day. Why? The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by his faith. The life I now live, I live by the faith in the Son of God. And I'm going to do it on Monday. I'm going to do it on Tuesday. Come on, are you doing this already? I hope you are. I hope you are because you're going to continue to need to do it. And, and then what's the last thing we do? What's what faith do? Well, if you believe you got it, then you'll be thanking God for the answer. 1 Peter 1, 8 and 9 says, I rejoice with joy unspeakable, full of glory, receiving the end, receiving the end, receiving so that means on Monday, you're different than everybody else because you, you've already heard the word for that day. Hallelujah. You're already speaking the word for that day. You're already acting on the word that day. And when you get around to everybody else and they're all down and everything and you're just praising God, hallelujah, and you're having a good day, why are you so happy? Because I believe that I have received. I believe God has heard me and I believe this is a great day. Uh, this is the day the Lord has made. I choose to rejoice and be glad in it because God's heard me. Hallelujah. And you're walking it out every day. And they may think you're peculiar and you say, that's scriptural. Hallelujah. So that's how faith works, right? All right. So this is going to be quick. I may have to pick up here next week. But I want to just talk to you. I want to take you through a day of faith. A Monday, not a Sunday. I'm going to take you through a Monday, a Tuesday. And some of you will find you're already doing this. But I want everybody, let's get on the same page. Now, this, this is going to sound like a lot. I'm going to take you through a whole day. But we're going to start at nighttime. So Sunday night, you're going to go to sleep by faith. You're going to go to sleep by faith. Now, I don't know about you, but I, sometimes when I go to bed, I want to toss and turn and think. But Psalms 127 verse 2 says, he gives his beloved sweet sleep. Sleep. He gives his beloved sleep. Are you his beloved? So I'm talking about living by faith. Now to some of you might think, ah. but you know what? Quit grabbing for other things first before you grab for God and faith. What if one day those other things are no longer available? Let's do it now. I'm going to tell you one more time. I appreciate when the storms of life come. How many of you know you can turn to the Lord all the time? Aren't you glad he's there in your tragedies? Aren't you when, when he's there? At, we have people sitting in this room that during a tragedy, they learned how to believe God. But, but what? listen to me. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I want to make sure I make this point. I think in our society, especially as Americans, everything is so easy to get or it was so easy to get, that we have a more of a reliance on things and help and aid that's natural than we trust in God. So let's make, I'm making some adjustments, and I want you to make some adjustments with me. Not that other things are bad, but we're not mere men. We're born again. We're sons and daughters of the Most High. We have authority. We can walk by faith. 
and not by sight. We can live above. We're the heads, not the tails. We're blessed coming in and blessed going out. So the first thing, let's just do this. We're going to go, and the first thing I'm going to do, everybody say, I'm going to sleep by faith. And so if you're going to sleep by faith, you need scripture. And so the first scripture is Psalms 127 too. He gives his beloved sleep. Then Proverbs chapter 3, verse 24. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Everybody shout, I'm not afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So now I'm sleeping. I know we always say I'm sleeping like a baby. But if you think about that, it's not always good to sleep like a baby. Don't they get up every two or three hours? Especially at the beginning. Anyway, everybody say, I'm sleeping by faith. Now what's the next thing you got to do? Hopefully you're going to wake up. Watch this. Um, oh, man. I forgot to put that in my notes. The scriptures. I'll have to get back with you on scriptures. But the, the, I think it's Isaiah 50, verse 4. Thank you, Lord. I hope that I'm right. Put that one up, and let's see if I'm right. Isaiah 50, verse 4. The Lord God has given me. Thank you. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learning, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakes me. He wakes me. He wakes. I know your, your iPhone wakes you. I know an alarm wakes you, but I, I, I want to challenge you. I've been doing this again for me. Uh, Pastor Rhonda did this while she was in India. The Lord, the Holy Ghost woke her up every, every time because she didn't have an alarm clock. This was way before uh, iPhones were invented. And, and she, her alarm broke and she didn't have one. So the Holy Ghost, she had the whole, and, and, and she got really good at it. Ask the Holy Ghost to wake you up five minutes before your alarm goes off. I'm not telling you don't set your alarm and be late for work. Especially if you're on my staff. But I'm telling you, um, but that you can, he wakes me more. How many of you know it would be good for the Holy Ghost to wake you up? And he might make you, wake you up with some kind words. He might wake you up with some encouragement. Can you have faith that the Holy Ghost would wake you? I'm talking about living every day by faith. Every day by faith. Um. Then what you're going to do next? Well, some of you eat breakfast. Some of us don't. But we'll put the food one in here. How many of you eat three times a day? Some of you eat two times a day. Some of you eat six times a day. I don't know what you eat. But every time you eat, I'm talking about living by faith. Everybody say, I'm living by faith. And so Exodus 23, 25 says, And he shall bless your bread and water and take sickness from your midst. How many of you eat out at restaurants even during this time? You ought to pray over your food. Those of us who worked in restaurants before tell you, you ought to pray over your food. Especially if you ever send it back. You ought to pray over your food. <laughs> Hallelujah. I would never, I have never, and I would not allow it ever. But I, I, I yeah, yeah. anyway, how many know you ought to pray over your food? Every day. And you know what is good right now? It'd be good for you to bow your head at a restaurant and pray out loud. Unashamedly. I don't know how many times we've had comments of people go by, that blessed me. Because we don't pray soft. Father God, I thank you for this food. I thank you for providing it. I ask you to bless it. I, I thank you that it's nourishment to our bodies. Your word says you bless my bread and water. And you take sickness from the midst of me. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Well, then Mark 16, I believe it's 18, says that if you drink any deadly thing, it will not harm you. You ought to pray over your food. I'm talking about living by faith. And if you begin to exercise yourself in every area of your life, then you're going to be living by faith. Some of you have been living. Do I live by faith? Some of you are going to find out when I'm done. You have been living by faith. And so if you've been living by faith, when something comes, don't let the devil talk you out that you're not ready for it because you are ready for it. You are ready for it. You are ready for it. And you might have to shore up a little bit, but you're ready for it. You have built your house on the rock. And when the rains come, and the winds blow. Uh, a thousand may fall at my side, 10,000 in my right hand. It's just not coming near me. Because you built your house on a revelation of Jesus Christ and the Word of God, but you did it every day. And then when the storms come, you may have to close the shutters. You may have to get a little extra prepared, but you're going to make it. And that's what living by faith every day does. So, number one, I'm going to sleep by faith, I'm going to wake up by faith, I'm going to eat by faith. Hallelujah. Number four, um, James chapter four, we talk about this all the time, but in James chapter four, 13 through 17, you see a businessman saying to himself, well, I'm going to go to this city and I'm going to uh, live there a year. I'm going to buy and sell and get gain." And then people misinterpret the scripture, especially they use it at funerals. This is really not a funeral service uh, type. This is really not because they'll use, well, you know, they'll, they'll, you look at verse, what is it, 16. And they'll, and they'll talk about, well, you know, basically it was just the will of the Lord for you to die right now. But that's, that's taking us out of scripture. It's taking us scripture out of context. Um, um, what you ought to say, if the Lord will, we'll live and do this or that. So, but it's about, it's about where the living there is what city do I live in? What business do I have? So whether you have a career, whether you have a business, if I'm going to live by faith, everything that concerns what I do to make money has to be by faith. I don't know why right now you would try to do anything in business or your career or any work without God. I got to include him in everything. I have to, well, I want this. Yeah, but is that going to pull you out of the will of God? Well, the mo business model said do this. The charts, the graphs, the experts say this. But you got more than an expert living on the inside of you. you got somebody that knows the future. And so before you make a move, buy a house, before you do anything, before you do anything concerning money and, and concerning your future when it comes to business and career, you ought to check in and say, Lord, what is your will in this situation? Uh, while you're at work and they offer you this, they offer you that, they offer you a transfer, what you ought to do is you ought to ask the Lord about it. Before you take any kind of job, you ought to, you ought to get with the Lord and say, is this what you have for me? Don't listen to me. A lot of people in our circles, because they pull a scripture that says, well, the Lord will bless whatever I put my hand to. Well, if he didn't tell you to put your hand to it, he's not obligated to bless your plans. He's only obligated to bless his plans. I'll say it again. He is not obligated himself to bless your plans because the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. He's only obligated to bless the plans that he has for you. He has for you. And so living by faith, that means every day I'm going to make decisions. I'm going to exercise my faith in my career, in my business, in my job. 
uh, whatever it is right now, because of the economy, because of everything, you can be upwardly mobile no matter what job you have. They can fight, they're fighting for you here. They're going to give you this bonus here. But you ought to pray. Money is never a decision maker. Because they offer you $10,000 to move doesn't mean you say, Ooh, glory to Jesus. I, I'm increasing. But that, that monetarily increase could get you out of the will of God. Everything you do, you need to take to the Lord. So how many of you work every day? Well, maybe get a weekend off, but you have a job. So that means God ought to be involved and use your faith. And Lord, what's your will in this? Get him in. I'm telling you what. I remember when I was an accountant, he could help me solve all my problems. He made me look like a genius. He helped me get my raises because he was always telling me where I messed up, what I could do better. Uh, plan, he's just good that way. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, what else have you got going on every day? If you're married, you have children, or you want to be married, <laughs> or you look around you're like, I don't want to be married. <laughs> Whatever. You have to take, put God in the middle of that. Let me talk to the married folks. Let me talk to the men. You ought to be believing God that you love your wife like Christ loves the church. So if you're having any problems or you're not having problems, Lord, I believe I love my wife for me. I love Rhonda Garver like Jesus loves the church. Amen. I'm going to get to you. Hallelujah. Well, let's do it right now. Women, you ought to believe you're a Proverbs 31 woman. Come on. You know, it's interesting, that Proverbs 31 woman, to me, she's a businesswoman. She makes sure her man looks good at the gate. The law of kindness is written on her tongue. This is a woman. This is a godly woman. She, she can handle her business. She can handle her family. The law of kindness is written. She's not, she's not sassy, right? She's easy to be entreated. You ought to believe that. Well, you know, each one, well, Pastor Mark, you should have used that woman. Why woman submit to your husband one? Well, it doesn't say that. But the scripture before it says submit to one another. Nobody ever teaches on that one. And it says, wives, be submissive to your own husband. And really, if you want to look at it, let me meddle for a little bit. A husband should never tell his wife to submit. Because that's none of your business, husband. If you've ever told your wife that, you need to ask her to forgive you. Because that wasn't something that you should have been concerned with at all. That is up to the wife to submit. Well, what if she's not submitting? Then that's her problem, not yours. No, it's my problem. No, you love her like Christ loves the church. That is your problem. Because if you loved her like Christ loves the church, she would submit. And submission is not what you think it is, and it's not a scary word. If you're not submitted to God, you're not going to receive any of the benefits from God. Well, and then the married folks or everybody else, then if you've got some children, you ought to be raising them by faith. And that's on Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, double on Wednesday, Thursday, because they got to come to church on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They're like arrows in your hand that you're supposed to aim. And if you only look to aim them on Sunday mornings, you're missing six other days in the week. And that'll add up real quick because somebody somewhere else is aiming them. You don't get a day off from being mom and dad. 
Amen. You got to do that, though, by faith. If you're going to do that by faith and not by sight. Come on, if you have children sometimes, certain ages, by the sight of it can mess with you. But you have to believe God. You know, are you with me? I'm talking about living by faith. See, this is practical. But if you don't do this, then, you know, if you're not every day living by faith, then when your child has a problem, no matter what it is, then you're taken aback because you've never, ever exercised your faith for your children. If suddenly something happens in your marriage, that it's been great for 30 years and something comes up, but you've not been exercising your faith every day, all week long for your marriage and something comes up, then you take, you're kind of caught flat-footed, so to speak. So everybody say, I'm going to live by faith every day. Y'all good? Amen. What else am I going to do every day? Well, in this hour, you have to believe for protection. So you ought to know Psalms 91. With long life will you satisfy me. A thousand may follow my side, 10,000 on my right hand and not approach me. Amen. Come on. Believe in God every day, everywhere you go. I don't know if you know that there's a devil. And he's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. But you see, you're under the shadow of the Almighty. And he can't touch you. He's not going to destroy you. He's not going to destroy your things. But you have to believe that. And how do you believe it? You hear the word of God on it. You speak the word of God. You act like it's true. You rejoice over it. I got so many to talk about. This is a big one right now. Sickness. Sickness. And since I made it here, I just want to tell you something. Listen. No matter what has happened, what's going on, everything going on, um, listen, you do your best to prevent something to come on you. But if it comes on you, don't you give in. Don't you give up. You use your faith. Amen. Amen. You use your faith. Well, if faith works, then what happened to so-and-so? You can't be concerned about so-and-so. We're concerned about you right now. And so actively, every day, you should use your faith when it comes to sickness and disease. Now, I'm going to give you a little hint here. Now, um, obviously, you know, um, Pastor Ron and I are not opposed to medicine. We're not opposed to medicine. Medicine is not your enemy. I said medicine is not your enemy. The devil is your enemy. Sickness and disease that he is the author of is your enemy. So we're not opposed to medicine. But I want to tell you this. Um, If you never tackle the small stuff that won't kill you, when the big stuff comes, you won't be ready. Not that you can't get ready, but you won't be ready. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to tell you, don't raise your hand. But if you take any kind of medicine, uh, you live in North Alabama. So let's just do this one. If you have had allergy situations. And they prescribe something. Even if you've got to take some medicine, as you take that medicine, take a gospel with it. Speak the word over it. Because you don't want to be, I'm not dependent on that. And even though they started you on something, doesn't mean you've got to stay on it. Even though they started you on something, you don't got to stay on it. Amen. So as you take it, do what? By the stripes of Jesus. How does faith come? Hearing. How is it released? By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. This blood pressure is a curse. I command my blood pressure to work. I believe I have 120 over 80 or 110 over 70, whatever you want. Yeah, but it's bad. No, you can take your pill, but you better release your faith. Release your faith. Release your faith. Come on, a cold comes. 
What should you do? There are things that I think sometimes because we have so many things that can easily take care of it, we do those without using our faith. I am not telling you to do without medicine. Throwing away medicine won't heal you. Well, I, I'm going to throw away this crutch and the Lord's going to... You, you, that's not how faith works. You just go get another crutch. Because your faith, I mean, if the Holy Ghost tells you to do it, that's, something, that's one thing. Amen? And if a minister tells you to do it, he better or she better have heard from the Lord. And you better know it's God. Amen? Are you understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Come on up, Dapo. Or no, there he is. All right. Glory to God. Are you all with me? How do you use your faith? What? How many of you go to work? How many of you need money? You should use your faith in finances, not just on Sunday morning when you tithe and give, but you should be using it all day long. In other words, maybe one day you want to believe for your home and everything to be debt free but you've never believed for a pair of socks. You've never believed for seed to sow. So I just challenge you, and maybe you've already done that. Some of you may are way advanced past that. But you know what? It never hurts. You know what the NFL does every year? They have, that's the football league. You know what the league does every year? They go back to camp. And no matter how good they are, they go back to the basics. And so no matter where you are in your faith with finances, believe God for seed to sow. We got lots of stuff around here all the time. We got, we, you, this week, believe God for seed to sow. We have one, some of the best ground. He's coming in here next Sunday. That man is doing crusades all over Africa, the Middle East. People are getting born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, healed. Churches are being established everywhere he goes. That's some good seed to sow into. Believe God for some extra. What you normally give, even the highest you ever give. Lord, I believe in for seed to sow. And what do you start that tomorrow? Well, we only got a week. Well, glory to God, there's sometimes you're going to get into situations where you need things right now. So believe God right now. Believe God. All I'm saying is exercise your faith. Don't wait till the big stuff. Live by faith every day. And you don't have to just sow in church. Come on. You're at the McDonald's, the Starbucks. Pay for the third. People are doing the one behind. You pay for the last th three behind you because they're, I'll tell you what, go to Chick-fil-A, use your faith and pay for the 10 behind you. They will speed things up up there, I heard. I've never been. I don't know. I might confuse them. I don't know. But I'm just saying, use your faith every day. Be open. Some fun stuff with that. It's not just sewing in here. We, Pastor Ron has been to the grocery store. I've been there before. She pays for people in front of her or behind her. That's cool. You want to watch people? What? No. No. Okay. And you know, you know. Every day. I mean, no, on Sunday morning is not the only morning we should keep our body under and not yield to sin. I mean, no, it's easy to do it in the room. But on Monday, what does your body want to do? What's your flesh want to do? Am I, am I in the right room? Am I in the right room? Wants to talk about people. Wants to get mad at people. Amen? Your husband, your wife, your children. Living by, some, listen, most of you, I, I hope, most of you are doing this. I just want to, the Holy Ghost want to remind you. 
So when the big stuff comes, you are ready. But if you're not doing this, get ready, get ready, get ready. How do you get ready, get ready, get ready? You exercise your faith every day in every area. Pastor Mark, that's a lot. Oh, there's lots more. There's lots more. I just gave you the basics. There's lots more. How do I do that? It starts by hearing every day, speaking, doing, rejoicing in every area of your life. Come on, include God in every area. Include your faith. Don't just include your faith. Make your faith front and center in every area of your life. Make it front and center in your business, in your career. Make it front and center in your marriage. Make it front and center in raising your children. Make it front and center in your daily living concerning your health. Make it, make it your daily living concerning your finances. Make it daily living concerning, you know, if, um, if you have a, a habit and you know, uh, Sunday mornings you get, you're great, you're excited and oh, things are good and I can do it, I can do it. But on Monday morning, there it is again. Well, then you're gonna have to start hearing the word of God on that. You're gonna have to start confessing the word of God. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is quickening my body. And really in that context, it has to do with getting rid of sin and the lust of your flesh. I'm gonna walk in the spirit today. When you wake up, I'm gonna walk in the spirit today. I'm gonna walk in the spirit all day long. I'm going to walk in the Spirit all day long. The Holy Ghost can wake you up and says, here, here I am. I'm going to help you walk in the Spirit all day long. I'm going to help you walk in the Spirit all day long. And when you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of your flesh. Oh, and the Holy Ghost, when He wakes you up, He can say, oh, that woman, you know, that's been causing you some trouble today. She's going to act up, but you be ready. You be ready. You be ready. You walk in love. You walk in love. Hallelujah. You walk in love. You're going to get in the corner office, and she's going she's gonna to be out the office. Hallelujah. Whatever, whatever. The Holy Ghost can deal with you and help you all day long. And, and really, I, I left this one out because of time's sake, but I'm going to add it back in. You need, we are His sheep. We know his voice, the voice of a stranger, the voices that are going on today. Some of them, I'm so concerned, they are strange to me, even in the name of God, and everybody's not picking it up, and it concerns me greatly. Getting people off track. You know the Holy Ghost. You are his sheep. You know his voice. You are, Romans 8, 14, led by the Spirit of God. So when you get going, when you're driving, Holy Ghost, lead me today. You are, you, I, I, Jesus, you're my great shepherd. You lead me today by still waters into green pastures. I know your voice. Come on. And, and some days you may emphasize your family more than others, your protection more than others, but just flowing with the Holy Ghost. You're living by faith. You're living by faith. I know his voice, the voice of a stranger I will not follow. He can help you. He can tell you where to be, where not to be. Um, he can tell you about how to stay away from people that pull on your flesh. They're all going to be at this restaurant. They're going to ask you to go to lunch today. Don't go with them. Well, Lord, that'll look bad. Don't go with them. Somebody may say something, do something to pull you out, pull you out. You, you got you to know. You got to know. But, but listen to me. It takes faith, not practice, to hear the Holy Ghost. I don't have time to teach on it. But you see, you follow the voice of God by faith. By faith. So that's how you follow Him. I know His voice. The Holy Ghost leads me. He guides me. Everybody everybody say this. The just shall live 
by his faith. I determine today that I'm going to live every day by faith. Amen. We hope you were inspired by today's message. If you want to hear more from the Word of God, head over to cwol.org. Check us out on YouTube or any social platform under at Madison. We believe God is working within you and we want you to know Him so you too can make Him known.